Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Well, hello, everybody. Good morning and welcome to Sisterhood, the friendship Zoom, the table that you have when you can't have a table. Uh, Look, I have to tell you, this morning has been quite the morning. All of us, Annie, Keddie, Kimmy, uh, we've had uh, in our own ways a very special morning. I've had everything that could possibly go wrong technically just went wrong in the last 30 minutes. And so my computer crashed. My phone was left in a car that Pete took off to get coffee. And so, but you know what, we're here and we made it. And I think God has got a special plan for this morning. And I'm just so grateful that you guys have joined us. Um, It's so good to, so good to have you. And I hope that you are doing well. And, um, and I mean that I, I, I hope that you are doing truly well, but I also I also know that you may not be doing well, and so I just wanted to um to I guess give you a big virtual hug and encourage you to just stay stay in there and um and reach out to a friend. I was thinking even now you could just think who can I reach out to today and and have a chat with you know wherever you you are maybe you are in a lockdown. Uh, like we are in in Sydney and like I know Melbourne is as well and other parts of, you know, other regions as well are in lockdown. But, you know, maybe you could meet up with somebody to go for a walk and have a chat or you could have a FaceTime or text somebody or whatever it may be. I just I just think it's so important just to reach out and be honest with our friends um, and be honest with where, where we're at. I think all of us, I think, you know, Keddie, Annie, Kimmy, myself, we could all say uh, that we've had our ups and downs in this season. There's been good days and there's been days that have been a little bit harder. And sometimes those days are consecutive. Sometimes those days turn into, you know, a harder week or, you know, a harder month. It's very, very normal. And um, and so I just thought it would be good to mention that from the beginning, because today is Are You OK Day in Australia. And it's a day that I guess highlights the importance of asking that question uh, to the ones that we love, to the people who, you know, maybe we work with or our friends, our neighborhood or within our community to just ask that question, that deeper question, are you okay? And it's it's something that we should live by all the days, (laughs) all the days that we live. And yeah, I love that we take one day to really highlight it, uh, just to highlight the importance of, of doing that. And the other thing that I had in my heart to share around that is um, is just to remember to turn to Jesus. I, I spoke a message to um, to our young people on Friday about Jesus. Jesus is is many things. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He is the King of Heaven. Like Jesus is many things, but there's there's one thing about Jesus that brings me to my knees every single time, and it's this: Jesus is a friend. Jesus is a true friend. And I know loneliness is such a huge 
it's like of you know epidemic proportions and so the the truth that Jesus is our friend that he is a friend that is that is closer sticks closer than a brother a friend that we can turn to uh in all things in all times and he is there and he is present he listens he sees us is powerful and it's beautiful and so um i just wanted to i just wanted to start with that uh today and even even for us, you know, maybe you could think of even just five friends, five friends uh, that, that, that are on your heart, write them down and just commit this week to pray for them, love them, reach out to them and just get creative. How can we be, how can we be good friends uh, this week? Friends like Jesus, right? Because that's our ultimate goal in life is to be like Jesus. And so it's a beautiful and powerful thing. Look, I can't see the chat. Brad, our, our technical advisor who is hiding on this zoom right now was trying to teach me so that I could see it but I just didn't want to risk it because at this point I didn't even want to touch my computer um but I know you're there and I know you're with me and so I want to say a big hello I'm sure my mom is um is is in uh is watching in because she always does and so we love you Pastor Bobby Roberta Lee the mother dove, we love you so much. We're so grateful for you. But um, look, I'm going to ask a couple of the girls how how we are. How are you, Annie? I am good. Um, thank you for this opportunity to put on makeup and do my hair. It's been a while. Felt a bit like I was getting ready for the prom because <laughs> I just never have to get ready for anything. So that's been the excitement in my house. And um, yeah, just, you know, kind of keeping one eye over my shoulder to see if my kids are going to run in at any moment. So I'm good. Just ready for anything. I kind of hope they do, in all I, honesty. It makes it fun, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Kitty? How are you going in Newcastle? I'm good. Newcastle is actually beautiful today. It is sunny. The sun is shining. Uh, the water looks amazing. We're so blessed to have the ocean so close to us. So I'm doing great. And you girls look amazing too. It's awesome. <laughs> Actually, when Ketty was, um, look, I'm just being really honest this morning. When Ketty um, set up her backdrop this morning, yeah. um, it she had like, it kind of was like, I don't know what was happening, but like her teeth were, were hot pink. Uh, and it I was like floating. She was wearing a I floral like a number. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the best. Kimmy, how are you doing? Hi, Lozzie. I'm so good. I've, I feel like I've actually been giggling a lot. Thank you, Hannah Hobbs, for that. I have actually been giggling because there's been crazy things happening. Um, a moment ago, my son was, there's a bathroom on the other side. I'm hoping he doesn't do it again, but he's just yelling for someone to come help him because he's gone to the toilet. Anyway, so the, I don't know what's going to happen when I unmute next. He could be yelling something. We don't know. It should be great. Yes. And this is the reality and the fun of this time that we're living in. Hey, it's just so interesting. Um, but look, all, all three of these girls, I just, I love and respect um, in their own rights. They have definitely influenced me. Um, you know, Annie, I remember Annie when she came as a Hillsong College student. Um, I was just a teenager at the time in youth. And I was like, who's this beautiful girl? Uh, <laughs> I remember you with the hat on. Um, and <laughs> and uh, um, of course, is you know, has been a huge part of our team, um, in our worship team, as a as a worship leader, 
um, and a pastor and now is the uh, worship and creative pastor at our Hills campus. Um, and so I, I just adore this girl. She is um, just rock solid, loves Jesus, and, um, yeah, it's good fun, always good fun to be around as well as um, an amazing friend to so many. And so I'm so uh, I'm so excited to hear from Annie this morning. And Ketty, um, the Bulgarian princess, um, <laughs> you know, Ketty, Ketty, Sanger and Ketty were um, my wildlife pastors, which is our senior high youth ministry. And, and so I just, as well, Ketty has always been, uh, someone that I've looked to. She's an amazing mom. Um, she really is. And I love how I've always watched her and how she interacts with her kids. And I noticed, um, you know, when I was pregnant with Lola, I noticed, oh, we've got like kids in like similar age gaps, like girl, boy, girl, and like the same age differences. As, and kind of, I see a little bit of similarity there. And so I often, I often think of um, Sanger and Ketty and how they parent and they're just beautiful people, amazing pastors, so wise, full of the word of God, full of faith all the time. And uh, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing from Ketty this morning. And Kimmy, I'm, so, I just adore Kimmy, our Texan girl. Um, <laughs> and um, Kimmy as well came over for, for Hillsong College and is just one of the kindest, purest hearts. Um, so, so, so nice, so sweet, but again, just full of the Holy Spirit and just carries that anointing in conversations, but also in how she leads and loves people. So funny, hilarious. Um, actually, all of these girls are hilarious in their own rights. And so it's going to be a beautiful morning. And, um, you know, every single week we've been going recently, we've been going through the fruits of the spirit. And so I just wanted to read from Galatians 5, uh, just to kind of start off um, this morning. Um So Galatians 5 verse 22, where it talks about the fruits of the Spirit, and it says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so this morning we are up to goodness, goodness, gracious me, goodness. I was thinking about good, you know, just the word good. We say good a lot, you know, like Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good to see you, goodness gracious, good heavens, good God, how are you, good, how is your food, good, 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 good. It's almost as if good is like the standard um, expected of us in society. And I think it's so ingrained within us that it's like almost as if like it's real power and, and, and meaning could potentially be overlooked or even missed. And so um, I was thinking about it because in the world's standards, good in and of itself is, um, is enough. You know, you just be a good, a good man, a good woman, be a good boy or a good girl and you do good and you be good and that's enough. And as a virtue, um, it's a beautiful thing. Goodness is a beautiful thing, but virtues are simply not enough. Virtues in and of themselves are not enough. And the thing about God is this, God is good. God is good. And by definition, God is good. Like like the, the definition of goodness is God because it is who he is. 
And Jesus says in Mark 10 verse 18, he says this, his father alone is good. His father alone is good. And so our goodness, the goodness that we have, it comes with proximity to God. It comes from our relationship with him. It comes from from being close to him, near to him, knowing him, learning about him, carrying him in our spirit as we go, as we do our things. That's where goodness comes from. That is the the gift that we have uh, in our life, um, which, of course, is like the fruit the fruit of the spirit. And so a few things that I just wanted to to mention before I hand it over to the girls is this. Number one, God is good. God is good. And the gospel of Jesus is good news. God is good. And the gospel of Jesus is good news. In Psalm 34 verse eight, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I was thinking about um, in in 1 Peter 3, it it talks about holiness. And it says we become holy uh, because he is holy. We become holy because he is holy. So it's not, you know, I think this goodness is not about, you know, being morally good, uh, but rather being like Jesus and pursuing holiness and pursuing purity um, over morality. And so number two, is this, is that he sees his creation as good. You know, of course, in Genesis, Genesis 1, he saw, he looked at what what he had made and what he had created, and he saw that it was good. And so God, he does good. He creates good. He makes good. And what he does is good. Number three, we overcome evil with good. As it says in Romans 12, we overcome evil with good. You know, there are things that come against us. There are forces of darkness that come against us. Um, I think that's been clear, uh, like clearer than ever. It's felt felt almost uh, like tangible uh, sometimes. And and yet, God, I love that he gives us, he gives us the roadmap. Like he gives us tools. He gives us ways uh, to, to, um, to do good. And it is to do good. How beautiful is that? And then um, number four, he works things together for good. He works things together for good. He works our circumstances together for good. He he works out our pain and our brokenness, our problems. He works them together for good, as he says in Romans 8. And number five, just lastly, he says, let us do good. Let us do good for, um, for the good of mankind. For the good of for the good of womankind, and I love in Galatians six it it talks about you know you know therefore when we have the opportunity when we have the opportunity when the opportunity presents itself let us do good to all people it says um, to all people but especially those in the community of faith and so and so I think um, goodness is a beautiful thing it's a it's a virtue that is 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 lovely and it's wonderful. And it's way more than just some, something mediocre. It's way more than, you know, the standard of expectation uh, for your day and for who we are meant to be as people. It's it's actually a re- true revelation of who God is and who Jesus is and the gospel of Jesus, which is good, good news. And so I just wanted to um, throw it over to Annie just to share a little bit on, on her perspective of, of this, of goodness. Well, first, I love what you shared, Lozzie. I, um, 
even thinking about goodness this week, I had to think a lot about my foundation of it, which is what you just gave expression to. And I realized that when it comes to the different fruits of the spirit, there are some that I guess I think about more or I sort of gravitate to more. And I think it's because maybe because I'm so aware of my need for them. So like peace, you know, when I'm feeling anxious or when I'm feeling afraid, I, I know that peace, I need peace. I need to practice peace. I need to press into God's peace. Um, homeschooling and like having zero personal space. I feel like every day I'm going, okay, I need patience. Okay. Exercise my self-control, um, gentleness in my responses, in my answers. It's like, there's some that I'm, that I'm so aware of. And I, I think it seems as if they kind of have clearer markers for me, but if I'm honest, I've always found goodness a little bit, um, harder for me to wrap my head around. Like, what does that look like? How do I ask for it? How do I cultivate it? And I rarely think to myself, I need more goodness in my life, but I do because it's a fruit of the spirit. So of course it's important. And of course I need it. Um, but it's definitely one that I can either overlook or I've found even kind of approach incorrectly. Um, and maybe that's because of what, you know, what you were saying before, that good is a little bit like the word love where we throw it around so much or it's a little bit familiar or it, because everything's good. The show is good. The message is good. The piece is good. It's all good. And so that word kind of loses its value. Um And I think also what I've realized is sometimes I associate good with like a behavior or a performance. So there's just all these connotations with that word that comes to mind. And so um, I've realized that when I think about goodness, sometimes my first inclination is to make myself the starting point. Okay, um, being good, doing good. And it's suddenly about me. Um, When good in the Bible is a weighty word. It means holy and pure and righteous. And like you shared earlier, Lozzie, it's, it's God who's good. Like he's the starting part. It's his nature. It's his character. He is actually the source, the only source of goodness. And so it's not about me working to be good or striving to be good, which can be my temptation if I'm honest. Um, because if it becomes about that, then goodness, I'm the focus And then I actually eliminate the Holy Spirit from the whole equation when he is the whole equation. And so when the fruit of the Spirit is a product um, of the Holy Spirit living within us, it's not me that's producing the fruit. I am not working to produce it. The Holy Spirit does it in me. And as we grow in Christ, like that is going to be evident in our lives. So my focus, when I think of goodness and all the fruits of the spirit, my focus is actually that through communion with the Holy Spirit, that is what is going to cause goodness to flow out of my life. Not everything that I do. Um, That's got to be my starting point. And that's good news. I don't know about you, but that's good news because that takes the pressure off me and that eliminates my performance and my need to do everything right. Cause it reminds me that it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with his goodness. And so when I meditate on his goodness, um, when I recognize God as the source of goodness and when I walk in it and I taste his goodness, um, then his goodness will naturally flow from my life. And then the beautiful thing is that when that fruit is alive and working in my life, then it does become about others. 
then it's, it can be a gift. And um, I looked this up, guys. I'm about to, you might be surprised, but the word goodness in the Greek, I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation, but I'm banking on the chances that most people have never heard this word. So the word goodness in the Greek is agath- agathosun. I don't know if I said that right, but that's what I tried to say, which means uprightness in heart and life. And agathosun is goodness for the benefit of others. So it's like this active word that's even like aggressive. It's like aggressive goodness and it's outward focus and it's on display in our lives. But the starting point for us, when that comes alive and that is at its most beautiful is when we are not just trying to be good, but our goodness is coming out of our communion with the Holy Spirit. And so um, that is what helps me when I approach this, just to keep it quite simple. And I read this quote, um, it's by William Tyndale, who's like an English scholar, if you're not familiar with him. And I love this. It's that he says, God's goodness is the root of all goodness. And our goodness, if we have any, springs only out of his goodness. And I love that because for me, it helps keep it simple and in the right order. And so it's simple, but my encouragement um, to you today, girls, is just, yes, we can choose goodness. We can cultivate it in our lives. We can do good. We can have that active kind of goodness. But if we first let the source and the motivation and the power first flow out of that communion with a God who is good, then everything is going to flow in the right order. And that is when that fruit is actually growing alive and just on display in our lives. So that is what has been helping me um, approach the word goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's so spot on and be- and beautiful. And I love, I love that thought of just like, it actually takes the pressure off us, you know, because it's true. Like we're, we're, like I said, it's almost like that standard that we feel like we have to meet just being good. And, and sometimes it can, ex- it can be exhausting, you know, and cause we're, you know, no one is fully good except for God alone. And so we are, we are, we are, there are parts of us that are good, but there's also a, a huge reality about us as as humans um that is bad you know and so and so when we the pre, the pressure is off you know for us to just kind of you know try to meet these expectations all we have to do so simple is to be like Jesus and to draw close to his goodness and you're so right it starts with him not with us but it starts with him I remember someone, um, you know, coming into relationship with Jesus for the first time and they were so lost and they were living in, you know, a life that was just, it was just full of sin, honestly. Like it was just, you know, it was as, as crazy as you could imagine really. And, um, and they didn't know where to start, you know, and they just went, felt like, I don't know how to stop doing this and stop doing that. And, and, and I just remember this advice that came from, from, from a pastor in our church. It was like, don't focus on that. Don't focus on that. Just focus on the goodness of God. That's where you start. And it's really powerful. So beautiful. Kimmy, I know that you have something in your heart to share and um, would, I'd love to hear your, your perspective, your revelation this morning. Thank you, Lozzy. And thanks, Annie, for sharing that. And I love that you took a stab at that Greek because every time I do that, I'm like so embarrassed because I know I'm definitely mispronouncing it. I think you did it perfectly. So thank you. Um, yeah, Lozzy, I do. I, I, as I was preparing, I was thinking about this and I'm going to do my best not to get emotional. But if I do, I apologize ahead of time. Um, I, 
whenever you first um, talk to us girls, I was like, my mind immediately went to just like the goodness of God. Um, and I was just like, wow, where do I begin? I feel like when I look at my life, it is just, oh, drenched in God's goodness, um, his kindness, things that, um, like Annie was saying, like the way he goes before, just purposely to be good. Um, and a really cool thing happened this weekend. It's just a story I want to share with everyone. We just sold our house, which was a miracle in itself. And um, Saturday, we were desperately trying to get moved out before Father's Day so that my husband and my father-in-law, who were beautifully moved us out so quickly, um, so they didn't have to move us on Father's Day. And so we got out. And so it was kind of like my thing. I was like, Saturday night, um, I wanted to do the final cleanup um, before I took the keys over to the realtor. And um it was dark outside. I was in this house by myself and um, I just put on some worship music. Wasn't even thinking. I just put it on. Um, and it was almost like, I was like, oh, this is like my last, oh, my last time to worship in this house. Um, and it was really special to me because, sorry, I don't know. I'm so, I do know I'm emotional. I feel like Cass right now. It's fine. Um, uh, I just, well, this is what happened to me in the house. I was just getting emotional. I was like, why am I so emotional? I don't need to be emotionally attached to this home, whatever. But it was like, I knew that the family coming in, the mother's pregnant and they've got a little one on the way. They got one on the way and a young one. And I, um, it was how we were when we moved into the house. I was pregnant with our daughter and my son was um, probably three and a half, four. Um, and I just wanted to make it beautiful when they moved in. She wouldn't have to worry. She wouldn't have to stress. And as soon as I pressed play, the song that came on was House of Miracles. Um, and it was like, I was getting to sing this as a house of miracles, like just prophesying into the atmosphere. And as I began to like scrub the walls, it's like all these little like grimy handprints um, for my kids and like all the different things. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to cry. Like, why am I being silly? I'm not going to cry. Get upstairs. And it was getting inching my way closer and closer to my, my kids' rooms. And it's like, I got to my room and I just like sat on the ground and just cried. And it's like, God was like, let it out. Like, just let this be what it needs to be. And I was like, why am I so emotional? And what, it, what I began to remember, I think there's beauty in the remembrance. And I think when I think of the goodness of God, it's good for us to remember, to remember him and to remember the mark that he's placed on our life over and over and his fingerprints all over our lives. And um, my mind began to go through all the memories of the sunlight coming in the, the morning um, in the windows and when we would sit in the sunlight or when we would have something fun to do outside. And specifically with this home. Um, when I, we came home it was the very first house. My daughter came home to, we had her in hospital, came home. And previously with my son, I had dealt pretty badly with postnatal depression. And, um, I've, if I'm really honest, I was really anxious going into the birth of my daughter because I was afraid that that was going to come back. And, um, it was actually such a redemptive process when I have my daughter, it was such a, she's such a sweet cherub little kind soul. It was a water birth. It was such a redemptive thing when I had her. Um, and through 2020, I felt like anxiety slowly started to kind of come back into my life. And there would be nights she weaned herself off from me early. I didn't know what to do. She wouldn't take a bottle. And I started stressing hard. And um, I would be in her room and I would just sit and I would just weep and I'd just sing worship over her because I would be so anxious. But I would just sing the same song I sing over my son his whole life and still do. What a beautiful name. We sing it every single night. And I would just sit there and hold her in the dark. And like, instead of trying to push the anxiety away, I just found God in the darkness. I found the goodness of him coming in. The anxiety wasn't gone, but he was a God who came in and sat with me and held me and would be with me. 
And I found such healing of, of a God who sometimes I think when we have bad things happen, we think, oh, well, where's the goodness of God? Like we think if there's a presence of something bad or an obstacle that the goodness isn't there. But what I found about God is his goodness supersedes it. And he maybe it doesn't all disappear, but he is the one that sticks with us in it, that it can't, it can't, no matter how dark it is, it can't hide the light. It can't take away what he's doing in our lives. And as I sat in my in my house Saturday night just scrubbing, it, it dawned on me that God had healed me in this house. It had been a thin place for me where I had met God and his goodness in a way that healed me. And over time, through this anxiety, he didn't just miraculously take it away. He sat with me. He undid the knots. He walked me through. And it reminded me when I was sitting there of the altars of remembrance that were in the Old Testament, where God would ask his people after he had just come through on his covenant and it had been like a, a miracle, like the Red Sea, things like that, that had happened, where God asked his people to go and do an altar of remembrance and to stack stones for the generations to come, that when they came to that place, they would remember God met his people here. He is who he says he is. He has delivered. And in Joshua Four verse six, it says to serve as a sign among you in the future. Sorry, I'll explain this really quick. The people had just, what had happened was Joshua was leading the Israelites to cross the Jordan. These people, their ancestors were the ones who'd gone through the Red Sea. And now Joshua was taking on their children and grandchildren through the Jordan River. And what was beautiful was the Ark of the Covenant went before them. And when the Ark of the Covenant went into the river, the waters parted and these people got to go through. And remind me of any, what you said of God's goodness goes before it is a, it is a, it goes before. And it's almost like a battle of his goodness goes before us. It parts the waters and it parts the seas. And after that is whenever Joshua says, says to serve as a sign among you in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. And as I sat there in my house, it's like, I was like, you can leave this home in joy because you carry my goodness with you. And this can be an altar of remembrance. And when I walked out, I had just had a peace in my heart and I knew it needed to be what it was. And I looked up and I saw the, like the front of our house has all these little bits of stones that are stacked up the top. And I took a selfie out front. I look horrible. There's a terrible flash, but you can kind of see the stones up the back. Oh, sorry. There's my, do you like how I tie myself? My timer just went off. Um, and I took a selfie, but it's a horrible selfie, but I did it because I want to remember this is a this is an altar remembrance of where God met me. God delivered me. He is a good God. And he wasn't good because he kept me from going through things. He's good because he went through it with me and he took me to the other side. Um, and I want to be able to share that with my children um, of his goodness. That's it. Oh, Kimmy, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for the tears as well. You know, tears are not wasted. You know, they're beautiful and they're precious. And, and um, yeah, I just, I love that story. And I relate, actually. It's beautiful. Um, and you just radiate the goodness of God. You actually do. It really, it is, a, it is definitely a fruit of the Spirit in your life. And so you're just stunning. Keddie, Keddie, would love to hear from you. Wow. Wow, girls, you spoke so beautifully and um, love, love listening to all of you. But, um, you know, one thing for sure is that our world needs goodness. Hey, I mean, there's a lot of badness. There's such a word in English. I'm Bulgarian. I just make up my own words. 
And if I do, well, I speak just, um, you know, this is who I am. But there's a lot of badness, but we need more goodness. And we as Christians, more than ever, we actually need to show goodness. We need to spread goodness. We need to bring goodness. In fact, there is a scripture in the Bible that says in Matthew 5, 12, it says that we are the light of this world. You know what light does? It brings light. I mean, that's what light does. Quite profound, I know. We know you have to take light to dark places in order for the light to function. And we as Christians, we actually, we need to reflect goodness. We need to shine goodness. We need to illuminate goodness. You know, not just talk about goodness, not just preach about goodness, you know, not just speak about goodness, but we need to show it. I mean, Laura, you said the word good is so overused nowadays. I mean, it's so overused and I'm guilty. You know, I wake up in the morning and I go around and I say, tell everyone, good morning, good morning. And my mornings are not good people. I hate mornings. You know, uh, anyone here in the chat, if you're not the morning person, give me some love. You know, we overuse this word. What about, oh, good afternoon, good day, good job, good luck, or good on your mates, you know, trying to be Australian. Or what about this, good for you, good for you. What, the, what does that even mean? I don't even know, good for you. But that word is so overused to a point that it's even abused. And I hope you get what I'm saying. In fact, I tell my kids to be good all the time. And my kids be good. I yell at them. I shout at them. I be good, be good. And I actually did that prior to lockdown. But now in lockdown, I don't even tell them anymore because it doesn't work. True story doesn't work. You know what works? I actually bribe them. I give them money. You know, I tell Ari, Ari, I'm going to give you five bucks if you're a good girl. This works, people. Just helping any parents out there. And... Uh, I've got teenagers, I have to up up my game with them, so I'm kind of almost facing bankruptcy. But just a few weeks ago, we were, me and Sam, we were actually speaking at a, at a church service, and, um, you know, we're in lockdown, so um, we were about to speak go live, and we locked the kids in their rooms, we put them in a house arrest, as we say it. We came to our room, and we physically locked ourselves in our room, and we told them not to come in the next hour, because we're about to preach and speak. So, and then just five minutes before the, the service started, some, we hear this noise, you know, someone's trying to break into our room. And sure enough, next minute, Ari gets into the room with a butter knife. She has unlocked our room and she throws herself on the floor. She begins to like scream and yell and chucks a tantrum. And I remember I looked at her and I said, Aria. And it was like the first thing that came into my mind. I'm like, I, I was desperate. I'm like, Aria. If you're a good girl, I'm going to buy you that Christmas scooter that I promised you. I mean, that's an expensive scooter, people. Have you ever promised your kids things that you've regretted or said something that you've regretted? And she looked at me. She's like, okay, mommy, I'll be a good girl. She left. You know, the word good is so overused nowadays. But the biblical meaning of the word good is actually not just being good or good, but it means also holy. It means pure. And it gave us the Greek a meaning, but also not a meaning of the word goodness. It means godliness. You know, did you know that Paul, who actually wrote about the fruit of the Spirit, he actually wrote another scripture that it will blow your minds because it did blow my mind. It's in Romans 7, verse 18. And it says, he says, I know that nothing good lives in me. I mean, that's profound. Nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh, in my sinful nature. Then listen to this. Then it gets even more real. He says, I have the desire to do good, but I cannot do it. How good is when the Bible just relates to us? Anybody else here? It does relate to me. How many times we've had desire to do good, but it's just, we, we don't do it. I mean, I 
have the intentions, but often we just say, we speak it, we preach it, but we simply don't do it. But you know, the interesting thing is that Paul here in this scripture, he doesn't say that there is no good in us, but he says that there is nothing good in our sinful nature. In, in fact, we know as Christians that opposite to sinful, it is being holy. You know, as soon as we become Christians, the Bible says we are sanctified, we are purified, we are redeemed, our sins are forgiven. And this is when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and then he plants the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. But listen to this, listen to this. It is our responsibility to grow that fruit. It is us that we need to grow that fruit. In this case, today we're speaking of goodness. And how do we grow things? Well, simply by planting them, by watering them. I'm not great with growing plants. They die. But I know that you have to water them. And I forget to water them. You know, the interesting thing is that the Bible says that as we plant things, you know, it says that a good soil is actually his word. The good soil is his word. And then it says that Jesus, he is the living water. You know, in other words, you know, as we plant ourselves in his word, in you know, in him and his promises, that's when we're going to see goodness. That's when goodness is going to grow. And, you know, some of you listening this morning, you might say, oh, Kelly, that's great. That's awesome. But I don't see any goodness in my life. Maybe some of you right now, all you see is heartache. Maybe all you see is pain, hurt, disappointment, discouragement, you know, disconnection, isolation, you name it. And you know what? I'll tell you many, many times I feel I, I felt the same. I felt disconnected. I felt discouraged. I felt like as if God's goodness was present in everybody else's life except mine. You know, but I will never forget um, over 20 years ago, I was living in Bulgaria. See, one of the reasons I came to Australia, the reason I came to Australia actually was uh, for security reasons. My little brother, he was kidnapped twice. And I remember when this happened, it was because of persecution um, reasons. And I came to Australia for security reasons. And when I came, I was broken. I was absolutely broken. I was full of pain and there was not much goodness that I could see in my life. And I remember someone in college gave me this scripture, came to me and said, I've got this encouraging scripture for you. And it was in Psalm 27, verse 13. And it says, I remain confident of this confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I mean, great scripture. I remember I read that scripture. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Great for everybody else, but not for me. And I kind of forgot about this scripture. But then that scripture kept emerging in my spirit, in my heart. And I remember even a few months, few years down the track, I kept actually listening and, and hearing this scripture in a point that scripture actually became my faith statement. It wasn't just an encouragement scripture, but it was a faith statement. In fact, this scripture in other translations, it says, um, in, it says, I am certain that I will see the goodness. There is another biblical uh, Bible translation that it says, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, the Bible is full of encouraging scriptures. You know, they're not there just to encourage us and uplift our spirit and make us feel good for ourselves. But the Bible says this is the living word of God. Those are the faith statements and it is up to us to actually stand on this word to believe his word and actually to put his word into practice and i remember you know now even looking back 
I can see so much goodness that came out of brokenness. I mean, what was my, my breakdown? It, it turned into a breakthrough because this was my faith statement. I actually believed and I see that me coming to Australia for security reasons, you know, I got to marry the hottest man on earth. Novocastrian Australian guy, you know, out of a breakdown, I can see the breakthrough that God had for my life, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I know that our time is, is ticking and I've got so much more to say. If I could, I would, because if you know me, I'm Bulgarian, I speak, I love talking. But you know what? We live in a time at the moment, which, which it is a difficult time. It is not a great time. We're speaking about goodness, but there is not much goodness. If you put on the news, you turn on the news, you'll see there's a lot of, again, badness. I'm putting that word. Excuse me if it doesn't exist. Now it does. But there's a lot of badness. And what if we as Christians, we actually become the light of this world? We actually believe those faith statements. And we believe even this scripture. And we say, hey, we actually are going to believe that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, regardless of what's happening right now. We're going to stand and believe that we're going to see the best days coming, greater days coming, the goodness of the Lord. And just before I finish, I believe that there are three things that when it comes to the goodness of God, and I'm going to mention them very quick. You know, if you want God's goodness, if you want to experience God's goodness, if you want to grow the fruit of the Spirit, goodness in your life the first thing is you need to keep relying on his goodness keep relying on his goodness the second thing is keep receiving his goodness keep on receiving his goodness you know how do we receive his goodness by receiving his word by and receiving and reading his word and the third one is keep reflecting his goodness we are the light of this world amen back to you Los. amazing Amazing. So full of faith. You just preached to us and we needed that. I needed that. I needed that. I, I needed that faith. I needed that wisdom. I needed that truth. Um, and each, I think each of us, we've brought truth today. And that's, that's what I love about this friendship format is that that's what friends are for. We remind one another of the truth and it, it enables us to get our eyes off our circumstances and our fix our eyes on what we believe and, and what we live for and what, um, and what we have in, in salvation in Jesus. And, um, and each of these girls, I know, because I know their stories, I've, I've witnessed a lot of life, um, you know, each of them in their own ways have gone through things. They've experienced tragedy and loss in, in, in different seasons of life. And yet their confession is God is good. And it's not just confession. It comes from deep revelation uh, in their hearts, in their spirits. And so it's a powerful, powerful truth that we live by and, uh, and that we can lean into this morning. And so as we wrap up, I just want to pray for you wherever you're at. I hope that you feel deeply encouraged this morning because I know that I do. Um, but I want to pray for those who perhaps, um, you know, you might be watching this and maybe you've stumbled across this. You know, I don't know, you know, how how you've come to be here on, on online today. Um, but I want to invite, I want to invite you to um to make a decision. Uh if you haven't already, to invite Jesus into your heart. Um, and so if you want to receive Jesus into your heart, all you have to do is, is a simple prayer. It's a simple prayer to just invite him in, uh, to come and live uh, in, your, in your heart as, um, as Lord and Savior. And so if that's you, I'm just going to pray for you. 
Uh, just and just pray with your heart, Lord Jesus. Um, thank you for who you are, uh, for all that you've done for me. I thank you that you are good, and because of your goodness, I am saved. I am set free. My sins are forgiven, and I am made new. And I can walk with you all the days of my life, that I may never be alone, that uh, that you would be my companion, Lord Jesus, on the good days and on the bad days and everything in between. And I thank you for an eternity with you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Well, we love you, uh, sisterhood. Uh, we're grateful for you. I long for the day uh, that we can meet again. I know in, in Queensland and, and in other territories, territories you guys are together and hey why don't you look around and just appreciate that because that is a privilege these days you know and so um that is a blessing and so uh but soon enough I I feel hope on the horizon which is lovely but we love you and we'll see you soon have a wonderful day bye thank you so much for tuning into this podcast I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.